Welcome to another edition of Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. We love hearing from you a lot. This show is completely based on the brilliant things that you send in to us. And if you want to get in touch, you can email us, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. How about this one from Jamie in Christchurch? He says, good morning. I, mean, I don't know what time of day it is that someone's listening to this, but that's what Jamie said. He says, I would just like to say a big thank you for the podcasts. I emailed in a while back saying I had started to listen to the podcasts from the very beginning. Wow. I'm currently on the 8th of September, 2020. The pod- <laughs> wow. Wow. The podcasts helped me get through my working day by making me laugh frequently. We'll take the word frequently. Definitely listening to us. (laughs) Uh, Doing about 15 podcasts a day at the moment, and I'm currently deciding if I want to have a mince meat toasty. Do you remember that? Oh, my God, that does take me back. The thing is, this show moves at such a pace that you forget those little things that we've done, like mince mince meat toasties and and all those other things. I remember them as good as well. I think they were pretty good. I remember us eating Spam at one point, do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, he might still have that to come, so... Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Uh, The podcast helped me with walking from Christchurch Harbour to Sandbanks in Poole and then back again, which is about a seven-hour walk, although trying to hide my laughing as listening as walking along Bournemouth Beach was a challenge at times. Keep up the work. Hopefully we'll catch up with the latest podcast soon. I want to do some maths and get a graph. If he's carrying on at that pace, at what point will his reality and our reality meet? You know what I mean? And then how's he going to fill his seven hours a day? I know, you just hope... It's almost like, you know, when you've got, uh, you know, say you're watching Game of Thrones or or Breaking Bad. Don't wish for it too quickly, because when it's gone, that's it. (laughs) Done and dusted. (laughs) The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. So, look, variety is the spice of life. We all like different things. We all dislike different things. It's what makes it all tick. Uh, but I was on the way into work today and I saw somebody that, in my opinion, uh, was experiencing a phobia that I hadn't seen before. Just got off the train, making my uh, last bit of uh, trip into work on the Elizabeth line. Uh-huh. It's quite deep, this this brand new line, so very long escalators. Yeah. And as I was making my way underground, I saw someone in front of me, uh, and they looked like they were about to get in the lift. There was a sign that said "lift to trains," and they walked towards it and were like, "Oh no, no, no I'll go down the escalators." They got onto the escalators and they didn't stand still on them. They were walking down the escalators. I can only describe as if they were like a big crane bird taking massive sort of like burglar-like steps uh, down the escalators. As they got to the bottom... I'm imagining the Kiora advert. Very much like that. Yeah. Very much the one for the kids, but very much like that. The footwork from the Kiora advert. And as they got to the bottom of the escalators, the, the big stepping kind of stopped... And they, they, they took a, like a, a Jonathan Edwards triple jump style run up. Another one for the kids. <laughs> another one for the kids. He got the he got the world record, um, and jumped off the escalators. Obviously, a little bit frightened of the teeth at the end of it. And I thought to myself, they've got a phobia of escalators. Yeah. A very a very everyday thing. Your escalator. It's it's hardly a surprise when you see them somewhere. But I tell you what, though, if you I think if you had a bad experience on an escalator. That little bit where you've got to adjust your footwork when getting onto it. Yeah. Stuff goes for your head, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? You get the yips. I'd never seen it before, but the more I thought about it, I can understand it. 
Do, yeah. you, have, do you have like a, a, an everyday phobia? The kind of thing that is, you, you see it every day, and for, for, for most people, it's not a struggle, but for you, you've got to pump yourself up for it. Two things for me, these are two things genuinely that I, I get a bit freaked out by. First of all, having food on my hands, that hence the knife and forkism. Yeah. I, I'll eat a pizza with a knife and fork, hate eating with my hands. Yeah. Really, really weird. Takes you back to being a caveman, as far as I'm concerned, freaks me out. Secondly, my other phobia is bumping into someone that I know ahead of a tube journey, and I've got to talk to them. <laughs> It keeps me up at night. I mean, my, my journey back from Fenchurch Street to Leon C, 50 minutes. If I bump into someone, I've got to sit next to them and chat after this show for 50 minutes. I might have, I, I might carry around a cyanide capsule in the signet ring <laughs> just for that, that, that eventuality. I don't know if I could handle it. Tizer says on text, when the first escalator was unveiled in Earl's Court, they employed a man with a wooden leg to use it to show it was safe as everyone was too scared to use it in the first place. Now, I believe that to be true because I read that in the world's greatest museum, which is, of course, the London Transport Museum. I saw that um, on some kind of publication around there. What a day that was. <laughs> what a day that was and he proved it. I wonder if he was available for any other things just to prove that they were safe. Planes, get me on there. Go on. Everyday phobias. Saw someone on the escalator today. They were obviously really struggling with it. Steve says, uh, no, sorry, Mark. Uh, Mark here. Don't want to say Steve's scared of contraflows when he's not. Uh, but Mark <laughs> says, driving through a contraflow on a motorway. Freaks me out. Lines and lines of cones set out by somebody. Yeah. Who? And where are they really trying to lead me? I, see, I think as well, sometimes if you've got to drive your car through a gap of something, you have a last-minute crisis of confidence. There's a couple of... Uh, couple Says of... the man who wedged himself in the Brentwood car park. Oh, I'd forgotten about Brentwood car park. That's Relapse. Let the, the tyres down and a member of the public got in the boot. <laughs> so, I, I, there you go, I've got a fear of NCP car park oh, uh, roofs. Uh, thank you so much for sharing these everyday phobias that you're getting in touch with us. Robin says, swimming pool, changing room floors. Oh, Absolutely yeah. disgusting. My kids and I leave there soaking wet rather than spend time drying and getting other people's hair and plasters on our feet. It's like corn plasters and veruca stuff floating on, on like that kind of porcelain. The weird thing is, though, I feel like, they, have they done away with the little shallow pool of disinfectant? You don't see it so much these days. What happened? Weirdly enough, I feel like verrucas are done and dusted. What's happened to verrucas? The game's gone. <laughs> Do you remember? It was wall-to-wall verrucas when I was at school. As an aside, if you work as a school nurse, are verrucas still a thing? 8, 12, 15. It seems like we've we've dusted them down, got rid of them. Or socials, hashtag verruca. Hashtag verruca, get in touch now. The, the nation's conversation. Uh, Caroline in Dumfries and Galloway says my uh, everyday phobia is soily potatoes. They make my skin crawl. That's that weird. Any potato comes out soily, doesn't it, until you wash it? I know, but she's got a problem with those ones. She wants them washed first before she goes anywhere near them. Emma, your everyday phobia, what is it? Knees. <laughs> Knees? Knees? Knees. Knees, yes. Okay, Knees. explain to us what happens to you when you see a knee. It's not so much seeing them, it's touching them and people touching my knees. Because I had knee problems when I was a child and no, no, I can't do it. And I just go really horrible if anybody tries to touch my knee. Because knee, knees and elbows are quite similar, aren't they? A bit like weird, flabby skin on them and stuff like that. Do you, do you have a problem with elbows? Are you fine with elbows? It's just mainly a knee thing. Fine with elbows, just can't bear knees. Well, what do you like when, like, the weather hots up and, you know, people kind of think, I'm going to break the shorts out today? Is that, is that is that a problem? Would you rather it be chilly? No, it's not a problem in the sense that I get all panicky. It's just more around my knees. OK. <laughs> and so, uh, is there anything you could, like, can you, like, moisturise them or make them... Is there anything you can do for them? Um, yeah, I can just about touch them. 
Okay. But, like I say, I can't... If anybody tries to touch my knees, they usually end up with a foot round their ear. <laughs> OK. <laughs> a warning for us all. Wow, yeah. Emma, thank you very much for sharing. That's OK. Bye. Sure, I've just Googled the actual uh, technical name for a fear of escalators. It's incredibly disappointing. Was it? I thought it was going to be a brilliant, like, really kind of weird, convoluted phrase. Hang on, uh, can I guess? Have a go, go on. Don't t- tell me it's nothing like escalphobia. Escalophobia. Oh. That's not anywhere near good enough, no, is it? Good. Could have been good. a lot better than that. Uh, also, um, sadly and regretfully, people have started getting in touch about uh, Verrucas. Are they still a thing? <laughs> well, Rui says, I caught a Veruca from a ski boot in Bulgaria. To- <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an Arctic Monkeys song. <laughs> I caught a ski... I caught... No, didn't catch a ski boot from a Veruca. That'd be very tricky. <laughs> two years ago, took two two years to get rid of. One centimetre high on my little toe. Oh, my Phobia word. of them now. OK, so that's one sighting. I still think pretty much they're, they're, they're nearly extinct in the United Kingdom. Uh, Deadly's texted to say, his... This is a weird one. His everyday phobia is cornflower. What? It's flour, isn't it? I've watched this flour. I don't know. This, the thing is, right, it's weird, but at the same time, wouldn't it be good if that was your phobia? You very rarely come face-to-face unexpectedly with cornflour. Aaron in Liverpool. Pigeons. If I see one on the same side as I'm walking, oh. I've got no problem in crossing over to avoid it. They are horrible. Pigeons are absolutely disgusting. Some of their feet. Keats in Middlesbrough. Hand dryers. Can't stand using them in public toilets to the point where I'll happily have soaking wet hands. Uh, this comes from uh, me seeing somebody struggling earlier today heading down to the Elizabeth line with escalators. On the hand dryers thing, our middle daughter Thea, who's three and a half, is absolutely terrified of hand dryers. If you go into the loo anywhere, she, she needs a, almost like a written thing from me that I'm not going to use a hand dryer. Maybe this is what will happen if I don't deal with it now. I have had that sometimes with the kids when they were younger and you can assure them that we're not using the hand dryer and unfortunately my back Backside will set it off. Yes. You turn around. <laughs> it's awkward. It's not the first thing your backside set off. <laughs> hey, do you remember earlier on that we had that guy getting in touch saying that cornflour was his thing? Yep, yep. And we are like, what? Who can be scared of cornflour? Uh, Ryan's just texted now saying, agree 100% with the guy earlier on about cornflour. He adds, it's like powdered cotton wool. It's a bigger problem than we anticipated. Wow. Now, the wonderfully named Bubbly is uh, hanging on by the, a, a very specific one. What is it? So it's, it's basically um, going up the steps. Right. Um, but, you know, you get the steps that are solid and you can't see the other part of the world through the steps. Yeah. Um, but if I go up the steps where you've got, like, a glass bit or it's, it's, it's clear... Yeah. ..and you can see the other side, I, I just can't go up them. So just Absolutely to clarify, Bubbly, just to clarify, your phobia, and this is very niche, your phobia is you've got a fear of going up see-through steps... Yes. Can I ask what happens coming down see-through steps? Is that a different kettle of fish? See, it's, it's not It's not the step itself. The step itself would be solid. So if it's a solid step, yep. but the back part, I don't know if I'm making myself... No, 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 no. you are. You are making sense. Because yeah, I guess if you're yeah. coming down, you can't see the back part, can you? Exactly. You'd have a nightmare in an igloo. Um, uh, I've never been in one, so... Well, it's kind of ice, so you kind of see through it. Generally, <laughs> probably freak you out a little bit. I'd probably give them a wide berth if I was you. Yeah, no, it's 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 absolutely horrendous at work, so I have to use a lift. Oh, wow, um, so, because you get these, there's a lot of, like, you know, skyscrapers and yeah. stuff now, like oh. the shard and everything, it looks terrifying, you can see through everything, yeah. can't you? So, that you must yeah. want to stay away from them, like any like anyone's business. Yes. That and igloos. Absolutely. I mean, my feet go funny at the bottom. Um, you know, tingly sensation, and it's just it just makes me freeze. 
Well, Bubbly, for, for solidarity, I will share with you that I once walked out of Liverpool Street Station, looked up at the shards, not knowing it was there, and fainted because I was struck by how big it was. My words. No way, seriously. <laughs> yes, I fell to the floor for a few seconds. <laughs> Chris is hanging on uh, with an everyday phobia. What is it, Chris? I can't touch my own nipples. You can't touch oh, yeah, your own I, nipples? No, it absolutely freaks me out. Chris, mate, they're yours. No, no, they don't belong to me. I, I, seriously, they do not belong on me. I shouldn't even have them. OK. Many a, re- many a relationship has failed because somebody, somebody's gone to touch my nipple. Have you got, un- if you don't mind me asking, do you have unusual nipples? No, not at all. Can you look no. at them? Um, I can look at them, but like get in a shower or something like that. No, it's not happening. It, it, it's making me freak just talking about it. And how do you deal with this? Because obviously, you know, you, everyone's got to get naked at some point. Do you have to wear like a crop top around the house just to keep them covered up? <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, you know, uh, putting them on show isn't a problem. Me actually physically or somebody touching them is an absolute ah, no So Richie and I could look at your nipples, but we wouldn't be allowed to touch them. <laughs> you, you could admire my nipples, but if you go anywhere near it, then there's violence happening. To reassure you, Chris, <laughs> to reassure you, should we ever be in the situation where we're all naked together, <laughs> neither Bush nor I will want to touch your nipples. No, well, that's perfectly fine then. So we're fine hot tubbing it, but go near me and that's it. We're done. There you go, listeners. Uh, I think this escalated incredibly quickly. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Have a nice evening, guys. Well, Bye. we won't now, but cheers. <laughs> uh, this is a good one. Becky says, I have a phobia of barges, narrowboats. Not an everyday thing I know. Comes from an allergic... This gets more bizarre. Comes from an allergic reaction to Sudafed as a kid and having hallucinations. Uh, OK, we'll bravely okay. move on. Uh, Jody, your everyday phobia? Balloons. Oh, balloons! A, a thing called, of joy for so many blo- people. Globophobia. All right, so there's a word for it. But what, what's so what's so bad about balloons? Like Richie just said, was kids Thanks. brilliant fun for kids and everything. Yeah, no, they bang though. Oh. And they bang, and kids being near them, yeah, no. What about oh. like the sound sometimes of them being rubbed? No, don't like that either. She don't wouldn't like do this. Ima- imagine you, Jodie, in a big uh, uh, cable knit jumper, rubbing a balloon. On your on your head to, and then sticking it there, so all your hair goes no, up. It would never happen. Jo- Jody, we've got further questions if you don't mind. Um, yes, what yes. about um, uh, what about like hot air balloons? Never been on one, and they don't burst, so I'd be fine. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and then, what about uh, someone making like dogs and cats and shapes out of balloons at a party? No, don't like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, another use for balloons. Um, you know, childish, filling it up with water, chucking it out of a window. What, what about that? Water balloons. Uh, yeah, they're all right because they don't make a noise, do they? There you go. We're making progress. <laughs> we are. It's like a session here. Um, and... That's all we've got time for this week, Jody. Same time next week. I've <laughs> <laughs> been there, done that. Had the therapy. Didn't work. <laughs> Cheers, Jody. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank all the best. You. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Kendall Calling Festival. See the likes of Stereophonics, Bastille, Supergrass, Kooks and more. Uh, we are going to be playing the UK's premier mint quiz, playing on Kendall Mint Calling. See what we've done there? All week we're talking about mints. Let's speak to our two contestants, though. On line one, hoping to win the tickets, is Dan. Dan, where are you from? I, I'm from Essex. Essex. Which bit of Essex? Uh, I'm in the Belarusi. Billericky, good lad. Have you got a favourite mint? Oh, it's got to be uh, the soft mint, tree ball. 
Oh, oh. nice. Soft mints, okay. But what kind of a car mint I would describe mm. that? Something your dad would have in the car. Can you stay there a minute, Dan. Let's find out what uh, Jenny's favourite mint is. All right, Jenny. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> What's your favourite mint? Oh, um, the one my mum used to have that were huge and really, really strong, and I can't remember what they're called. <laughs> Extra strong mints? That's the one. <laughs> the clue's in the name. <laughs> well, we found out what go. their mints, uh, their preferences are. Let's uh, see how much they know about them. Here's the rules, guys. Uh, they're simple. You're both going to have three mint-related questions. Uh, the person with the most correct answers will win. Simple as that. If you're equal after three questions, we do have a mint-related time breaker for you as well. All right, Dan, you're the first contestant, so you'll have the first set of three. Right then, Dan, here we go. First question for you, my friends. Tree bought extra strong mints have nothing to do with trees, but what kind of tree is the town of Sevenoaks in Kent famously associated with? Ash tree. Ash tree. It's an oak. Seven oaks. The clues in the title. Unlucky sunshine. Two still to go. Tree bought extra strong mints are made in the same city that the Full Monty was set in. But which city is that? Carlisle. Robert Carlisle was in it, but it's actually (laughs) the city of Sheffield. He's nearly, nearly. Dialing it in. Last one for you here, Dan. Tree bought extra strong mints once had an advert with a catchy jingle in it. Staying with music, which later 90s pop singer had a top 10 hit with a song titled Strong? Uh, Leona Lewis. Oh, it was Robbie Williams. It was Robbie Williams. Oh. All right, so you never know, you could get down to the tiebreaker, but Jenny does need to have a nightmare here. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Jenny, uh, your first mint-related question. Tree bore, extra strong mints are indeed very strong. But what is the name of the British man who won the world's strongest man twice in the 1980s? Can I need an answer? Jeff. Can't remember his surname. Oh, oh, I'm You're getting close, but sorry, no, it's Jeff Capes. It's going to the wire, oh, this, yeah. going to the wire. <laughs> Question two there are 20 mints packed into one roll of Tree Extra Strong Mints. Who sung about a 20th century boy in 1973, though? Oh, uh, um. 20th century boy? Oh. Who sang it? You know, no. Time's up. Again. Sorry, it was T Rex. Mark oh, Boland, T Rex. Well, here this we is are it. The fu- who'd have thought? This is, in the Ooh. penalty shootout, this is like two goalies having a go. This is what it is. The very last bit. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a tie break uh, after a zero zero. But let's see. Okay. Final question. The tree bore logo on a pack of extra strong mints is over a large red star. Which European city has a football team which has a red star as part of their name? <laughs> no way. It's not encouraging. No way. Do we have an answer? No. It's another pass. Red Star Belgrade. What about now? This is like uh, it's like the tennis going late and the news being delayed. The six pm news will now be shown at a later time because this is run over due to exercise. Okay, so um, whilst you were both uh, waiting for this dramatic mint-based quiz, we asked you both a tiebreaker. According to Wikipedia, what is the population of Kendall? The host of Kendall Calling. Uh, Dan, can you remember the answer that you locked in? Uh, 92,000. That was the answer you locked in. Jenny, you gave us... 
9,000. The actual population of Kendall is 28,586. Jenny, you're closest. You're off to Kendall calling. Oh, wow, thank you. We got there in the end, Jenny. What about that? Uh, I've got a very cheeky song about tree mints if you want me to sing it later. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Let's quit whilst we're behind. <laughs> it's the one I'm thinking of from the playground. It's a no. I've never heard this. <laughs> I'll sing it to you during the next song. Jenny, lovely to uh, speak to you. Uh, Dan is gone. He's absolutely sick of this. Have a brilliant oh, yeah. time at the festival. Our boss. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. So listen to this, right? I see the same thing every morning through the window at Chalkwell train station in Leon C. My little train station to head into London and it has captured my imagination I've been seeing it each morning day after day and I thought right I've got to do something about it let me explain so if you get the early train in if you look out the window uh, Chalkwell Station's gorgeous because it's right on the waterfront right by the beach uh, and I always see this group of ladies mainly ladies going in for like a dawn dip Oh. so whatever the weather even if it's like roasted obviously at the moment it's gorgeous and everything which is great but I've seen them in the winter as well deepest darkest winter this lot getting in they get in bob around a little bit with uh, like with their heads just poking out of the water then they get out put on some massive kind of coats yeah. and then get on with their day and I thought to myself is that free swimming because if it is that sounds like a great way to start the day do you know what I mean it's a bracing way to start the day I'd imagine it would really set your body going was well, it a lot wasn't there a thing what was that thing called was it Win Hom yeah or was that Ken Off. Hom Winhoff, no, Ken, Ken Hom. He yes, travels sir. with a hot walk. Yeah. That uh, Winhoff fella. That part of that is about. It was on TV, wasn't it? That's like jumping into really cold water first thing in the morning. Yeah, sort of like ice baths. Isn't well, then I, I know there are people who do the whole cold shower thing in the morning as well, because that's supposed to be good. So it's almost like a convergence of all these different things can lead to a, a bit of a health kick. And I'm always up for a bit of a fad. So. What I'm saying is, tonight on Home Time, I'm thinking about going for an early morning dip. Wow. Getting involved in the early morning dip scene. Like, and imagine that, going down there before work, coming back, toweling off, getting ready for work, coming back a new man. And just to confirm, you're not seeing that and thinking, I'm going to go to the local swimming baths. You are thinking, I am going in the sea like they do. Yes, because I feel like we've got the sea on our doorstep Whoa. in Leon Sea. We're very lucky, and maybe I'm not using it enough. Wow. So I just wanted to put it out there. I know the, the Home Time audience is very learned. If you've got any advice on going for a morning dip, is it called free swimming or is is that just swimming? Well, it must be free swimming because you ain't going to pay to swim in the sea. Unless someone does a whip around and those ladies give them like a couple of quid each, bring the subs. So any advice, uh, definitely welcome. Also, I'm just a little bit concerned as well. We were talking the other week about stuff that freaks you out. Uh, I hate, you know, the feeling of your, your bare feet on British seaweed? Yeah. You don't get seaweed abroad like that, do you? Why, why do we get such weird seaweed? Good question. Do you know what I mean? Everyone else's seaweeds. Mm. Think about Greece. They don't have horrible flipping... It came from the de the deep seaweed like we do. Do you know what I mean? Why 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 are our seas ruined? But anyway, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Uh, any tips? Welcome, please, on going for a, a dawn dip. Uh, Pete says next step is wife swapping. Come on, Pete, don't be like that. This is just innocent swimming. There's nothing there's nothing keys in the bowl about innocent I don't swimming. See how he's made that leap. And we're wearing wetsuits. What's going exactly. to happen? Do you know what I mean? Goose fat, that's what I'd chuck in here. Is that what David Walliams wore when he did his big long swim? Yeah, and he did the channel, didn't he? But you see these channel swimmers, they do, and that's in effect what you're doing, you're going in the sea. Yeah. Goose fat. So does that make me go faster or does that keep me warmer? I think it's warmth. Really? I think it's, a, I think it's like insulation thing. Really? I've got some left over from the turkey at Christmas. I don't want your Christmas cast-offs, thanks very much. <laughs> but as an aside, I grew up. Uh, I grew up on the south coast, Eastbourne, then went to Bournemouth. So I've, I've done a lot of coastal living. I don't think the sea temperature changes that much from, like, spring and winter than it does 
summer because obviously the sea is so vast it would take ages to to heat up so just well, yeah, do it I, all the year round i'm a devon boy myself so I, i'm back at you mm. with the uh, the coastal thing i think it's, i've heard i believe it to be the case that i think the sea is warmer in the winter sometimes than it is in the summer because it's had the summer to warm it up well there you go we're learning but as we go here on home time this evening uh, martin lewis in brackets not that one <laughs> says uh have you had your polio jab can we have some more co- positive comments please for <laughs> For getting in the sea, I didn't think people were so suspicious of it. Cubic Chimp says, great for your mental health, just make sure there's no sewage outlets nearby. Damn it, I thought we had a positive wow. one. 8, 12, 15, <laughs> any tips, welcome. Uh, we've got Claire on the line right now. Claire, you do your outdoor swimming, tell us about it. Yes, um, well, I started this year, back in January, where it was very, very cold. Wow. Um, but got a wetsuit, but didn't didn't use this, just embraced it, just went in a mid-cosy. Wow, so, so to, just go back a bit then, Claire. Where, where are you doing your swimming and, and, and do you go on your own or do you go with other people? I go in a place in Blackburn called Mallow. Um, it's a river in Blackburn and there's a group um, called the Otters and we go on a, on a Sunday morning and yeah. meet up. Um, so the weird thing is, the weird thing is, right, that, that I know that the women who do it in Leon Sea are called the Blue Tits and they do it in <laughs> yes, the winter and everything as well. I've seen those. I've seen them on, the, um, on my Facebook group. And you go in a river then, right? Yes, we go in a river, yes. See, I'm quite scared by, like, you know, putting your foot down into dark stuff that you don't know what's down there. What's yeah. down there in a river, like eels and trolleys and stuff? <laughs> well, we had a fish from Impastus not long ago. <laughs> fish came back. And when it was really bad rain, the t- it was really, really high. So there was logs coming past us. Oh, my there word. There was parts of trees. It was, yeah. Now, Claire, what about once once he's done it, once he's braved it, he's gone in and he's he's heading back out? I would imagine as someone who's not done an early morning dip like that, that coming out is the coldest part. Yeah, it is. It is freezing. You've got to get dry really quick, um, get a towel around you, or like you say, one of these big coats that everybody has now. I just put a towel on. I have a bovril. I have a flask of bovril. There you go. Um, I haven't had a bovril in donkey's years. That'd be good, wouldn't it? And some people have a hot water bottle just to hug on to, just so your hands become unnumb, because your hands will be frozen. You're really selling this to me now, Claire. Thanks, mate. <laughs> she does yeah, you'll it. You'll feel amazing. You'll feel amazing afterwards. You'll buzz all day. It'll be amazing. Trust me. Um, I, I think it's only a matter of time before... You know that naturist group that always seems to get in touch with us? And yeah. they, haven't, they haven't sent a message yet. Surely this is right up their street. This is a big moment. <laughs> Can I pick you up on something you said? You're thinking of dipping your toe by the end of this week. I admire you for, like, airing the, the fact <laughs> you're thinking of doing it, and now you're, you're committing to doing it. But you are. Thank you. I, I I think I've just got to go for it, but I am a little bit worried about like, what do I do with my glasses? Do I leave my glasses on the beach? <laughs> it's a bit Reggie Perrin, isn't it? It is a bit Reggie Perrin. I don't look like I've disappeared. <laughs> One for the kids. Uh, Diane is suggesting a dry robe. It's the big coat. Um, you'll need you'll need that for afterwards. Uh, amazing feeling for your body, but if you're going to do uh, it as a sunrise swim, beware that you'll be needing a midday nap, she says. Oh, there are implications. Watch this space. I'm going to try and squeeze one in, swim, by the end of the week. The Daily Takeaway. Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway. Just going back to the email that we received at the beginning of uh, this episode of the Daily Takeaway uh, from uh, young Jamie. I tell you what, it's got me hungry for that mincemeat toasty again. They were good, weren't they? They were really, really good. They, it had no right being that nice, but uh, and it looked terrible, let's be absolutely honest, but once it all kind of fitted together, it was very, very kind of suspect of it, it really tasted a million dollars. I feel like it's been a little while since we have done a meat-based snack in the studio, and we need to do another one soon. Watch this space. 